Thanks for checking out the Impact Community Church podcasts. At Impact, we want to see our community change with the transforming message of Jesus Christ. We love you, and wherever you're from, we hope this message encourages you. Welcome to Impact Church, and uh, it's just great to have them. I've known Mark for a long, long time, you know, and uh, um, just uh, been um, developing relationships together. So that's been a wonderful thing. And so it's great to have him here with us this morning for both of them, for you, Alison, as well. And we're blessed to have you with us this morning. So can we just give them a round of applause as they come to bring the word this morning to us? Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's uh, great to be at Impact Church. Uh, Great to worship God together. Uh, and it, uh, it's great to be in Oldham as well. So I, I get to go to all the glamorous places in, in life. Some, some people strangely think I have a glamorous life because I happen to go overseas a lot. But I say my glamorous life, it takes me to Accrington, to Bolton, to Bury, to Oldham, to Rochdale. Takes me to all the glamorous places. So, uh, so it's great to be with you this morning. And uh, one or two of you know who I am. Many of you maybe don't know who I am. So, uh, my name's Mark. Uh, married to Alison. We've been married for 33 years. Uh, we've got two daughters, and we've got three granddaughters. So, uh, so I'm outnumbered in my house. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like World Cup, what is that? You, you know, a little bit like that in, in our household. And, and in actual fact, my two daughters, the men in their lives, also don't like football. So, so, so if I ever find a football fanatic, I, I talk endlessly. Uh, and Alison's always saying, you're talking about football again, aren't you? And how does the subject always get round to that? But hair, makeup, fashion, all of that stuff, I know all, of, all about that. So, uh, And I, I, I lead something called PFJ, which is a, a movement uh, of churches and ministries. And the PFJ simply means passion for Jesus. So... And that's, who said amen there? Excellent, wonderful. Uh, I, I like people who say amen. So, uh, and we're, we're passionate. We, we, we're actually passionate about Jesus, but we're also passionate about people because the two go hand in hand together. So, wonderful. Uh, I'm just going to share two quick stories before I share what what I've uh, got for you this morning. Uh, we, we have a, uh, an evangelist in our team who this year he went out to Myanmar in the month of April. A lot of us have heard about Myanmar on the news because there's lots of problems, difficulties over there. Not an easy country. Uh, he went into a Buddhist village. Uh, the Buddhist village was 99% Buddhist, 1% Christian. So that, that's the environment he's going into. In three days uh, of m- mission in that community, he saw over 2,092 people come to faith in Christ. 
the, the, the village is now 20% Christian. Uh, and they're busy discipling those who came to, to faith in, in Christ. Many miracles, many healings. Because uh, how many of you know, uh, I, I think the biggest way of healings and miracles actually happen when we go with the gospel. Uh, I think it's Nathan Morris who puts it this way, that signs and wonders are the signature of the gospel. In other words, when we preach Christ, he backs up. The, the gospel. He backs up his authority to forgive sins by healing sicknesses. Uh, I, I think we would see a lot more healings and miracles if we went a lot more as well. And so it, the healings and miracles are in the going. Um, so that's almost a sermon. I'm getting, getting ahead of myself. Getting pre, pre, preachers get, get excited, don't they? Um, and so great progress there. Another little story back into the UK because people say, well, the stories are always about overseas, aren't they? They're about miracles in Asia, Africa or Latin America or wherever. I'm glad that God's working in the United Kingdom. I, I, I believe these are days of revival. I, I don't believe we're waiting for revival. I believe revival is here and it's also on its way. I, I, I believe the spirit of revival is already unleashed in the nation. But I believe it's ready. we're ready for it to grow and manifest more in the nation. Uh, and so uh, we, we have in, in our team, we have a, a fanatical young woman. She is a Jesus fanatic uh, called Carla. If you, if you move, she evangelizes you. She's that kind of person. I, I always feel sorry for, for the, the unchurched when Carla's around. I, I just know she's going to hit, hit on them. And so, uh, so Carla, she, she lives in a predominantly Islamic community in Bolton, a place called Dobble. She's chosen to live there. Uh, people keep offering her places outside of Dobble, but she is insistent, this is where I live. So, so she's sought to live there. She's walked around the community. She's prayed and interceded for years in that community. She's now serving into that community. She runs English language classes for, for refugees, a lot of them from Syria and places like that. She also runs a community cafe off the back of that. This year, she started to see people come into faith in Christ. She, she now has a group that meets every Tuesday. She's planting a church without ever thinking that she would plant a church. And she's now got a group together that she's discipling, predominantly people from an Islamic background. Uh, and so she's discipling them. And it's growing now to a place where we're looking at splitting that into two. I, I want to encourage you today, God is at work in this world of ours, and he's also at work in the United Kingdom, uh, and great things are happening, but our expectation is this, that greater things uh, are still to come. We, we're hungry for more uh, of what God wants to do. So, my, my message this morning really is a message about breakout. Because uh, it's time for us to break out. Time to break out of every limitation that has sought to hold us where we are. 
And uh, I, I had the privilege of watching Emma Stark, obviously, last week. So I'm conscious of a, a lot of what Emma released amongst you. And I, I was encouraged because I know a lot of what I've got on my heart today, she touched on in different language because she speaks different language, but the same sort of heart for you as a church and I believe for you as individuals. Uh, if you've got a Bible, if you turn to Psalm 18, verse 29. Uh, it's on page 444 in my Bible and most likely not in yours. And if you're looking on a mobile phone or uh, uh, iPad, then definitely not. Um, we, we've also brought some, uh, some of our resources, books, etc. at the back. And it's dead simple pricing system. They're all five quid. So dead, dead simple. And by all means, have a look afterwards if you're interested. Psalm 18, verse 29 says this, For by you I can run upon a troop and I can leap over a wall. I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. When you run through a troop, that's a breakthrough. Uh, when you leap over a wall, that's a breakout. Uh, many, many years ago, in my misspent youth, uh, I actually had hair, believe it or not. And when I had hair, I, I, was, uh, I was into punk music, and there was a particular band I, I was into. I can't mention their name because we're in a church and the, the name was a bit of a rude name. So, so I can't go there. But they had this song that, that was called, It's Gotta Be a Borstal Breakout. It was something like, It's Gotta Be a Borstal Breakout. Something along those lines. Very melodic, very tuneful. Gotta be a borstal breakout. I, I want you to know today it's not about a borstal breakout, it's about a Holy Spirit breakout. Well, what we want to see is a greater breakout of the Holy Spirit in our day and in our generation. The word breakout, it comes from a Hebrew word. Uh, it's the word parats. Uh, you might, might want to say poor rats or something like that. But it simply means to break out. means to cut abroad, to break away, to break down, to break in, to, to break forth, to come apart, to spread out, to go abroad, to compel, to disperse, to grow, to increase, to open up to press in, to scatter, and to urge. I, I don't know about you, I find that inspiring every time I look at that definition of breakout. Uh, we, we, we believe that God is a, is a militant God. We, we believe that God is, uh, in the right sense of the word, He is an aggressive God who is looking for people to rise up with a new aggression and a new militancy. We are not just passive people who are waiting for things to happen to us, but we are assertive people who move forward to see things happen. Six areas of breakout today. First is this, he will break out against your enemies. Uh, uh, 2 Samuel 5.20 speaks of David. It says, David went 
to Baal Perazim, and there he defeated them. And he said this, as waters break out, so the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. I, I, I've got a little bit of information for you. I, I'm sure most people here in Impact Church realize this. But, but if you don't, I've got a little secret, a little bit of information. I, I usually say to people, if I'm telling you a secret, you need to lean forward so that you can hear this secret. Secret is this, the moment you were saved, the moment you had an encounter with God, the moment you were born again, whatever language you want to use, you became a part of the army of God. You were signed up as a soldier. That's why the Apostle Paul says we endure hardship as good soldiers of Christ. And the, there is a war raging around us whether we realize it or not. I, I, I find it interesting that a lot uh, of uh, Christians are, often say things like this, I don't want to give myself fully to the purpose of God. I don't want to surrender to him and surrender to his cause because I'm fearful of the warfare that will start to come my way. Let, let me just settle that one for you very quickly. You know, theology is simple. Uh, a friend of mine, Dwayne White, in, in Texas, America, he puts it this way. Theology is God is good and the devil is bad. You know, dead simple theology. All of you can go home today as theologians. God is good, the devil is bad. The devil is bad. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There are millions of people on this planet who are not pursuing God, who have no desire for God at this moment in time, whose lives are being beat up by the devil because that is just what he does. So it's nothing to do with how surrendered you are to Christ. There is a war that is going on and we just have to settle on the fact that God is good and the devil is bad. But the good news is this, you need not fear. Uh, we, we've been singing that prophetically this morning, uh, haven't we, about how the name of Jesus breaks every fear. What the enemy tries to do is he tries to intimidate us. Uh, he, he, he tries to shout loudly in, into our lives. Uh, sometimes he will sit on your shoulder and he will remind you of your every failing. He will remind you of your every sin. He will remind you of all the challenges you've got in life. He will paint a negative picture for you. I've got good news for you today that Jesus Christ breaks the power of darkness. He breaks the, the, the power of the evil one. That Jesus was 100% victorious when he died on the cross. When he said, it is finished, everything had been done to defeat the powers of darkness. And that's why he could say, I have come that you might have life and you might have life in all its fullness. It's time for the church to recover its shout of faith. Uh, one, one of the countries we work a lot in uh, is the country of Uganda. 
Uh, and I remember a number of years ago being in Kampala and we were doing, uh, doing a conference in Kampala. Uh, and a friend of mine from Zambia, he was ministering together with me. And it was one of those nights where every single person we prayed for needed some kind of deliverance. It, it, it was just full on all night. Uh, one, of, one of those nights where you think, I wish this had all been dealt with before we arrived. You know, one of those kind of situations. But we just kept ministering to people for hours and ministering deliverance into people's lives. We later on discovered that there was a witch who was operating in that area. And so the people in that area were coming under the influence uh, of that witchcraft. I then thought about one of the rural areas of Uganda that we work in. Uh, and usually you would expect witchcraft to be more prevalent in the rural areas. And yet in this area you go there and very rarely are you involved in any kind of deliverance ministry. I, I discovered the reason why. It's because the guy who leads the church over in that place, he deals with the demonic every time it manifests and he doesn't allow it any room whatsoever. Uh, and this guy, I remember being uh, in a church service one day and he did the usual African thing, you know, shout hallelujah and everyone's shouting hallelujah and then shout hallelujah again and so they're shouting even louder and then shout hallelujah again and they're shouting even louder. Shout hallelujah. And he, he said this, he said, there aren't any demons now that can exist within a 15-mile radius of where we are. I don't know where he worked out his 15-mile ra radius from. I, I actually think, I, I, I actually think what he was saying, there was a principle in that. When we discover a shout of faith, you, you know, faith doesn't have to shout. Faith, faith, faith can be, can almost be silent. Faith can almost be silent, not totally, but almost be silent. But there is something about a shout of faith that changes atmospheres, that brings lightness into heavy places. Time to discover our shout of faith. The walls at Jericho, they came down. Second thing is this, there will be a breakout of territory. I love Isaiah 54 verse 2. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Uh, I love that bit, do not hold back. Uh, I, I want to encourage you today in Impact Church, no matter what odds are against you and what challenges you face, settle it in your hearts and your spirits. I'm not going to hold back. I, I'm going to be someone who will keep on moving forward. No matter how difficult it is, how hard it is, I will move forward in life. And then it says this, you were spread out, which is the word breakout, perhaps. You were spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and you will settle in their desolate cities. I, I want you to know territory matters. You, you, you know, uh, I, I sometimes, I'm not going to 
upset Elijah with what I'm going to say now, but sometimes I do upset pastors where, where, when I say to them, you know, our mission is not to grow large churches. Uh, that, that's not our mission. Our mission is this, to bring everything under the headship of Jesus Christ. That, 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 that is what I would call an apostolic commission and mission. We bring everything under his headship. And it's about making every little bit of territory his territory, where he rules and he reigns. The byproduct of that, that is the church grows and the church flourishes and prospers. But it is firstly about territory. God is passionate about territory. The earth is the Lord's and all the fullness thereof. You know, it is interesting that that is made at a time when man had forfeited his right to rule the earth by giving that authority to the devil, and the devil could then tempt Jesus with the kingdoms of this world. And yet, even in the midst of that, there is this prophetic declaration in Psalm 24 that the earth is the Lord's. The Lord's making a sound out there that no matter what the legal position is at the moment, that the earth is mine and I will claim the earth as mine. And so Jesus comes, lives perfectly, conquers sin, conquers sickness, conquers every demonic force, willingly gives himself up to die on the cross. I mean, I don't know how many of you watched the, uh, watched the film, The Passion of Christ. I, I love The Passion of Christ. I tell you what I loved about it. I, I love that he was in total control all of the time over his life and over his destiny. I love the fact that before he went to the cross, he said, the prince of this world has nothing in me. In other words, I'm in total control of my life. And he willingly died on the cross, not only to reconcile us back to the Father, but once again to set up a new human race who are made after the second Adam, Jesus Christ. And just as he is a life-giving spirit, we also are life-giving spirits. We give life wherever we go. And we are working now to make the kingdoms of this world the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And we have the assurance that he will reign forever and ever. See, territory matters. The earth matters. I, I, I remember being in, in Uganda. We saw, saw a really powerful move. Just excuse me a second. We saw a really powerful move of the Holy Spirit in Uganda. And I remembered kneeling down in, in the orange dirt of Uganda and just feeling that connection with the dirt. You, you know, the New Agers, they understand the power of land. They understand the power of territory. And why they understand that is because everything of the demonic is a counterfeit of the genuine that is found in Christ. God has a passion for territory. 
has passion for physical earth. He has a passion to see the earth start to be softened. You know, a lot in the charismatic church, we spend a lot of time talking about open heaven. I, I want to declare this, heaven is already open. Yeah, when Jesus Christ died, heaven was opened up. Revelation 4 says there is a door open in heaven. Already open. We don't have to beg and plead for an open heaven. Heaven is already open. But sometimes the issue is the earth is as hard as iron. And the earth is as hard as iron because of sin that has gone on over generations in communities. But as the church takes its rightful place and takes its authority, we turn that territory into a place where it aligns with heaven and revival starts to break out. It's about territory. Three things about territory. The first is this, go and establish a presence. Uh, in other words, just go into that territory and start to speak the word of the Lord over it. Start to pray over it. Start to weep over the territory. Start to walk around the territory. Instead of jumping in your car, go for a walk. Because every place you set your feet, it will be yours. You, you know, be intentional about it. After you've established the presence, then start to actually take that territory. You know, start to look at areas where there are strongholds and break those strongholds back and establish new strongholds, strongholds of faith, strongholds of hope, strongholds of love, strongholds of generosity, strongholds of kindness. Start to reverse the negativity that there is in the land. And the third thing is this, just stand. You know, Jesus said, occupy until I come back. You know, just stand, stand your ground. Say, I am not backing off from here. Do not hold back. Do not hold back. Spread to the left and to the right. I know that, that in your hearts as Impact Church, there is a desire to break out into new territories, new communities. I, I just want to encourage you today. I believe that that is the heart of God for you. I believe that that is in God's heart for you. Start to look at the new territories. Start to pray into them. Start to establish a presence in those places. A few more things about breakout. I tell you, it's interesting, this is being recorded and there will be a podcast and my voice is going very husky at, at this moment. I, I remember losing my voice one time uh, over in Ireland. I was in a, a church of about 600 people, so I don't know how the people right at the back heard, heard what, was, what was going on as my voice got quieter and quieter. Uh, I actually discovered that day, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And we just saw about three quarters of the church recommit their lives to Christ that day. Uh, but I was, I was thinking, I wonder what this sounds like on the podcast. It must just sound terrible on the podcast. So, break out of wealth. This is the third one, a break out of wealth. Uh, we, we have a book at, at the back on the whole subject of money. You, 
you know, it, it's actually our bestseller. Uh, and the, the reason why it's our bestseller is everyone is interested in money. You know, money makes the world go round. Well, what I want to say is this, that every move of God comes under attack in two areas. It will come under attack in relationships. You know, that's why we have to keep our relationships good, keep our hearts pure towards one another, be forgiving, be gracious, be releasing to one another. I, I have a little saying, I say this, forgive, release and bless. You know, people will always be people. There will be people who do not like you. You know, I think I'm the nicest person on the planet. I think I'm kind. I think I, I've got a great personality. I, I, I think I have a wonderful sense of humor. I know one or two are rolling their eyes even now as I say that. But genuinely, I, I think I'm a kind person. But I've discovered this, I have enemies all over the place. And lots of people who don't like me and lots of people who tell me they don't like me. And I have a reason most likely every week to possibly take offense in my heart. But I've chosen this to, to forgive, to bless, and to release other people. the second area that comes under attack is money because in actual fact to do the things that God has called us to do to be a blessing to a community to sow into a community to be generous to a community it requires money uh, and I want to say this it most likely requires more money than the tithes and offerings that are going to come into a church See, our vision, I, I believe, is always bigger than the potential supply into our lives. That is why it requires faith. And the book of Job is a wonderful story. Because in Job, you've got this, you've got a man who is incredibly wealthy. And then the devil asks for permission to have a pot at him. And he loses all of his wealth. And most people stop there. But if you read the end of the story, he is twice as wealthy at the end of the story as he is at the beginning. And it's not forever in his life. It is just a nine-month period in his life, a season in his life. I want to declare over your life, if you're experiencing restriction this morning in the area of finances that the Lord is wanting to break out on your behalf. I believe that he's wanting to bring that season to an end. I, I believe it's time for us to break at times that, that spirit of python that comes against the church to restrict the church, to restrict financial flow and to see that broken and finance be poured out. God is able to do far more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine. He's a God who is a good, good father. He is a God who's got dreams for us, and he doesn't just give us a dream to, to tease us, but he gives us a dream so that we might pursue him and we might step out in faith to see a release of finance. 
key, I believe, in finance is this. It is to move from a wilderness thinking to promised land thinking. You see, in wilderness thinking, it was all about the supernatural. It, it was about quail landing at your feet in the morning. It was about manna being on the ground. It was about your shoes not wearing out. But in the promised land, it is about the work of your hands being blessed. I have a friend, he, uh, he does a lot of church planting and he came to the conclusion, I never have any money to do anything. Uh, you know, because he's constantly pioneering. And so... Uh, so he decided he would set himself up in business, and so he set up a business. He became a property tycoon. He's now got 12 houses in his portfolio. He then taught his entire church the same principles that he learned to establish them in businesses because he said we cannot continue as we're continuing. There has to be a higher level of finance coming in to plant more churches. And so all of his people now have all been set up in different businesses. And he says I, he now trains and mentors them in all, all those areas. Not only are their personal lives being blessed with finance, but the work of the church is being blessed with finance as well. It's time for a breakout of finance. Just a few minutes left. I'll just rattle through these next two or three that I've got here. A breakout of numbers and people. Genesis 28 verse 14 says this, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will break out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. We, we are here today because of that promise. You know, Jesus Christ became the seed of Abraham. And as the seed of Abraham, he set up a brand new human race that is made up now of both Jew and Gentile. And we become inheritors of the promise of God. I want to say this, you will have descendants. That Impact Church will have descendants. That God has new people who are lined up for you already. You know, God is in the numbers game. You, you know, you sometimes hear people coming out with, it sounds very spiritual, but it isn't. We're not into numbers here. I want to say we are into numbers. And the reason why we're into numbers is because numbers are people and people matter to God. We're unashamedly about numbers. We, we, we don't just, we, we want to see the, the, this, this place here where we are become too small to house all the people that are going to come through those doors. I know Emma prophesied about new facilities and large facilities. Why? Because numbers matter to God. It's not just to have a big building for the sake of a big building because big buildings are big money and big headaches and big maintenance and all of those good things. It is because you can house large numbers of people and people matter to God. We have a vision to see a million people saved 
in, in our ministry. We call it one in a million. We call it one in a million for a reason. Because a million sounds like a lot of people, but a million is made up of lots of individuals and every individual matters. And so we rejoice when we see the thousands come into faith in Christ, but we also rejoice when we see the one come to faith in Christ as well. Fifth area is a breakout of birthing. Genesis 38 verse 29, the story of Tamar. Uh, and this is the confession that was made. So this is how you have broken out as she gives birth to the twins. I, I often say to women, and it's Father's Day, so women be gentle with me now. Uh, but I often say to, to women, I say, I know all about pregnancy. Actual fact, I'm an expert on pregnancy. Uh, I also know all about birthing as well. Because I'm an expert on birthing. I know the pain that is involved in bringing a life into the world. I, I'm just teasing you because I know that, that someone's going to tackle me af afterwards about this. But you know, I know about pregnancy. Because I know about intimacy with the Lord. And in those moments of intimacy with the Lord where the seed of life, which is a dream or a vision, gets implanted in our spirit. And it starts to grow on the inside of us. And it becomes all-consuming on the inside of us. The only thing that we can talk about, the only thing that we can think about, every prayer is about the thing that is about to come out of us. And invariably, I also know about birthing because I know about when the Lord puts the pressure on us and the pain starts to come into our lives and the pain and the pressure brings the release of the dream and the vision that is inside of us. I want to say this, moves of God don't just happen. Revivals don't just happen. Revivals don't happen because you turn up a week on Tuesday saying there will be a revival. But revivals are birthed. Moves of God are birthed out of us. We, we had a move of God a number of years ago that led to a 20-month uh, prayer meeting basically where every si morning at six o'clock in the morning people would gather for prayer. The unsaved would come in to ask for prayer. I tell you it's a miracle if you get a Christian into a prayer meeting at six o'clock in the morning but to get the unchurched coming in you know it's a move of God. Came out of our spirits. It was birthed out of us. Uh, I had a friend at, at that time who, who's a spiritual son of mine. He was birthed out of me. I gave birth to him. I knew the pain of giving birth to him. Knew the pain of pouring all of who I am into him and being left with nothing more to give because he had, had the download. He had the entire lot. 
It's time for us to birth revivals. Time for us to birth moves of God. Time for us to birth new ministries, new, 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 new destinies in people's lives, new dreams, new visions. It's time for some old visions to get resurrected that were just filed away in the filing cabinet and the Holy Spirit wants to bring them out and bring them to the surface again in our lives. The final thing is this, a breakout of the word. In Samuel, uh, book of Samuel, 1 Samuel 3 verse 1, it says this, that Samuel ministered unto the Lord. I, I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, our first ministry is not to one another. Uh, our first ministry is to the Lord. Uh, and the way we minister to him is not just with the words in our mouths. It, it's with the integrity of our hearts. It, it's the fact that we walk before him with open hearts, pure hearts, integrity on the inside of us. Ministered unto the Lord. And then it says this, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no breakout vision. That's what it says. It's the word parax again. There was no breakout vision. I'm glad things are changing in the church of Jesus Christ. There was a time when it could be said in this nation of ours that the word of the Lord was rare. But the word of the Lord is plentiful now, I believe, in the nation. And it is ready to, uh, time to see, I believe, more and more breakout of the word of the Lord. You, you know, we are unashamedly, I believe, all of us in this room will be on the same page. We believe in the prophetic ministry. We believe in the prophetic word of the Lord. We, we believe that the prophetic brings a sound. You know, there is a sound that comes from heaven. Sometimes there is a sound of silence, and even in the silence, there is a sound. I, I, going back to the territory thing, the earth is waiting for a sound. It is waiting for the word of the Lord into the earth. I, I was up in Walney Island, more glamorous places, uh, with a, a group of church leaders up there. We had a great day whilst we were talking together about vision and stuff like that. But all the time we were there, the earth was speaking to me. There was a sound coming from the earth. Uh, I, I thought there is a resistance in this place to the gospel. I, I then said to him, you think I'm weird? I said, I can't hear the conversations because of the noise of the, the, the earth. The earth is making this noise. They said, did you know in our history the only revivalist to ever come to this island was kicked off the island? I thought, wow. There is a sound from the earth. I want to say this. It is time now to speak out the word of the Lord so that the sound that comes from the earth is also the word of the Lord resounding back to the church of Jesus Christ, changing atmospheres, changing territories, changing situations. The word of the Lord is no longer rare. Why? Because the word of the Lord is in your mouth and it's in my mouth. We, we are prophetic people. 
thing I've really got strong on my heart this morning is this whole issue of territory. Uh, if there is one thing, one thing I most likely am, it, it is a warrior. Uh, and I've got this thing of territory going around inside me at this moment. And I, I think it'd be good to just apply the word. We don't want to just hear the word. We want to apply the word. We want to pray it into being. And, and so let's maybe just stand to our feet even now. And, and you might have in your heart certain territories. There might be communities that are in your heart. There, there might be streets that are in your heart. There might be shopping centers in your heart. Just places, schools may be in your heart where, where you know that at the moment there is a resistance to the gospel. But, but you know... If one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand to flight, what what can I don't know? Maybe a hundred people here this morning put to flight in terms of spiritual things if we draw our anointing and our authority together. And so let's draw our anointing and our authority together, uh, and let let's just focus in now. You focus in on that community that you can see. You focus in on that place. You, you maybe even mention it now in name to the Lord. Just, just mention that community that is on your heart. Maybe a new community to break out into. Just let, let's raise our voices. Let, let's just give uh, rise to faith within us. Faith, faith is expressed through the words we say. Let's just allow faith to rise up within our hearts this morning. Lord, you say in your word that every place we put our feet will. Thank you for listening today. If you want to connect with us more, you can find us at impactchurch.co or on social media. Just search Impact Church Oldham. Thank you.